after the mid-season break, we're gearing up for some League of Ireland action. A lot of manager changes and major talking points with the European draws being made for League of Ireland clubs. This is the League of Ireland Goalmout Show. I'm Dave O'Grady. You can follow the show by just following the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag LOI. I'm going to be talking to Goal Ireland's Alan Condon shortly on the programme. But first, it's time for our special guest. And having spent time in Kildare County, Kilkenny City, Dublin City and Shelburne, Philly Gorman joined Athlone Town in 2013. But Philly is no stranger to Athlone Town Stadium, having played there with the Irish Army national team. He was rewarded for being included in the first division team of the year last season. He re-signed for Athlone Town for the 2014 season. Philly, thanks a million for joining us on the League of Ireland Goalmout Show. First things first, how is the mid-season break going for you? Uh, did you take a holiday? Are you enjoying yourself? Good to get away from football for a bit, I'd say. Um, I didn't really have much of a break, to be honest. I, I was working all last week. Um, the break always coincides with a, an exercise and work at the same time every year. So we don't really, um, I didn't really get a chance to get away. But um, sure, I'm used to it now. But um, it's good to good for the lads to recharge the batteries and hopefully come back fresh. You know, indeed for yourself, I suppose, as you said, you know, you're you're working very hard and you're doing, you know, you're with the army and that it must be fitness all the time. You sh- you can never let your sharpness drop that must help you from a footballing point of view as well um, I suppose it does like it's a different type of fitness in the army or whatever you know you kind of it's more about carrying things and carrying weight and that sort of stuff but like, you, you get your fair fair share of time to train in the gym and all so that's always been an advantage and probably that I'd have more so someone that's on a building site or an office then don't get the time to do that but um, yeah I, I'd see that as a big help Juggling the two careers, what's it like, Philly? It would be difficult to balance the two professions, I'd imagine. I know the likes of Niall Scullion, he was recently on duty, I think, in Syria. Does it help kind of having others in the squad in similar situations? Um, I suppose it does. Um, I know Niall fairly well and he'd be on the, the army team as well. And um, I suppose it would, but I'm just so used to it now. Like I've been doing it the last 11 or 12 years and like anything, it just becomes second nature to you, really. Like, you know, you work during the day and you train in the evenings and no, no real different than anyone else in a, in a in another job, you know? Yeah, tell us about the Irish Army national team. Is the standard very good? Because, of course, you're used to playing League of Ireland football. How does the Irish Army national team... No doubt you have the fitness in that, but what about the ball skills there? Is there a big difference? Oh, it's actually a very good young team coming through at the moment. Um, we've... Um, a few fellas in the first division for a few of the teams in the first division Cole, Wexford and some of the teams and we've lads from the Munster Senior League from Avondale and Lancer Senior League and all like you know you've players from all over are playing at a good standard and when we come together we, we always seem to do pretty well and like we we actually have a match tomorrow now against Holland and I'm down in Galway at the moment but then we uh, we play we're in a qualifying tournament at the end of the year now to go to the World Cup in Korea so we were qualifiers against France and could be Germany. I'm not sure, but um, look, it's great to represent your country at any level, and it's a, it's an honour to do so. It's a huge achievement, Philly, no doubt about it. I'd imagine these games are unbelievably tactical. <laughs> They're probably won on the tactics board before the teams even enter the pitch. Um, hard to know really. What, like we prepare very well. We prepare more or less the same as you would with a League of Ireland team, like tactics-wise, but like the advantage is we get 
like we're, we've been together now for the full week. We played Dundalk Monday night, my friend, and then we came down to Galway and we trained twice a day. And like you know, you get that advantage where you're almost training as a full time. So you know, you get the time to work on the training pitch, and the coaches we have are good, and they they work on a, a lot of different things. So. It, it is it's enjoyable you know yeah I hope now going forward your qualifiers go well it's huge to hear going up against top international army sides it really is fair play to you look at the League of Ireland now Philly and you resume league action against Bowes on Friday night at Daly Mount Park now I know you lost at Lizzie Woolen earlier in the season so no doubt you guys will be aiming to set the record straight yeah I suppose we're not you know, that's history now where we're just looking the old cliches again. We're looking for the next game and we're trying to put a bit of a run together because, you know, people wrote us off there a few weeks ago and we were miles out of it. But, like, we've come back a bit and there's the gap isn't huge there to the next team above us. And we're just taking each game as it comes and trying to get a result and build on it and hopefully get a bit of momentum going that we can get ourselves out of trouble. And talking about momentum, Philly, you know, the team's form, they, it had started to pick up after a bit of a slow start. Uh, a win over UCD was followed by a very narrow loss away to Cork City before the mid-season break. And then you scored two goals for Athlone in the 6-0 drubbing of Drogheda United. Is there a new energy about the club with Keith Long's appointment? And do you think now you can start to close the gap further because it would be great to see Athlone Town uh, creep up the table. Yeah, I, I suppose any manager is going to bring their own own stamp to things and keeps very enthusiastic. You know, not to say that Mick and Harry weren't before him. Like I think we were unlucky in their tenure, but um, we uh, keeps definitely came in and he's he's been working very hard with us and he's brought in a couple of players now and they're making a bit of a difference and. You know, we got that first win. It was all about belief. Like before that, we you know, we were on that such a, a bad losing run where the confidence maybe had gone a lot. So to get get a win and get a couple of points on the board made a big difference to us. And I, I genuinely do think we can we can get ourselves out of it. Last season coming up from the Division 1 and that, it might have been a bit of a wake-up call, but now you guys are starting to show that there might not necessarily be such a huge gap between the League of Ireland Premier Division clubs and uh, the First Division. Of course, we've seen in recent Cup games that uh, First Division clubs can very well compete with the League of Ireland teams. Is that a tribute to the First Division in in how competitive it is, and particularly in more recent times when you see the likes of the Shamrock Rovers B teams and going in? They're really kind of throwing a spanner into the works. It's the the league, the two leagues as a, as a whole are getting more competitive all the time. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt the first division is competitive. Like you, you have some very good teams in there at the moment. Shelburne, are, you know, a very good squad. Galway put together a very good team, um, and Longford, like you know, Longford have a lot of Premier Division players in their squad, and fortunately they knocked us out of the cup. But I don't think we really turned up on a day to be honest. But um, you know the. There's all the Shamrock Rovers, Beans and Wexford, like Waterford. You know, every team there is hard to beat. And I know that for myself, it's a battle to try and get anything in them games. But um, yeah, I think, but I think every year, to be honest, the first division, like people call it the graveyard. You know, it's so hard to get out of it. So you know exactly and and hopefully we will see you know more teams coming up from the first division and and 
really making an impact and it's good to see Athlone Town starting to do that. Just before I let you go, what would be your aims, Philly, uh, for the future as a footballer? You know, after joining Athlone, you gained promotion and stayed with the club this season. You seem to be enjoying your football, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, no no plans to hang up the boots just yet, I'd imagine. Um, You'd be surprised. (laughs) I don't know. Like, uh, I I never kind of look beyond the end of the season. So, that's I'm just concentrating to, to get there and then see how the body feels and after that, you know, like you say, I'm pushing on a little bit but um if I can keep going, I keep going but who knows what's around the corner well fingers crossed um, it'll go for much longer and continued success for yourself and the Irish Army National Team as well and best of luck now going forward in the qualifiers and you know some terrific competitive games hopefully we'll get a little bit more coverage on that and best of luck to Athlone Town this season you seem to have turned a corner and hopefully uh, onwards and upwards as they say thanks very Well, I suppose there's been more talking points than usual during the League of Ireland mid-season break. Ian Barraclough and Robbie Horgan have left Sligo Rovers and Drogheda United. Barraclough was replaced by former Accrington Stanley and Rochdale manager John Coleman, while Drogheda have appointed Darius Kieran's in a caretaker position. I'm delighted to be joined by Goal Ireland reporter Alan Condon. Alan, it's interesting that this time of year we are talking about major changes in the League of Ireland looking particularly at Ian Barraclough and Robbie Horgan uh, two huge uh, decisions I suppose were these decisions justified and do you think the new managers coming in will they be able to somewhat salvage the seasons of Sligo and Drogheda? Well I think uh, with with Robbie Horgan I think in Robbie Horgan's case I don't think it can be justified enough to be honest Um you know, I mean, the, the last month of football for for Drogheda United has been absolutely atrocious. Um, they've had, you know, two 6-0 losses back-to-back with uh, Athlone Town and St. Patrick's Athletic, which I'm sure, especially the Athlone Town game, the, the fans wouldn't have been too happy about. But, you know, credit given to Athlone Town, um, you know, apparently they're outstanding on the day and uh, it takes a lot for any League of Ireland team to beat another by six goals to nil. So, uh, you know, they, they've been on a five-game losing streak in the league and, uh, especially that that seven nil hiding uh, in the loud derby at the hands of Dundalk, I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but you know, Robbie Horgan he picked it up with a win against against Cockhill Celtic. He broke that that losing streak in the FAI Cup, and I'm sure he would have he would have wanted to build on that as soon as possible. But for him, I think the mid season break couldn't have come at a worse time where you know he would have looked to build up a bit of momentum and get the get the train rolling a little bit. But in Ian Barclough's case, I think it's very it's very sad to see him go. You know, he's he's proven that he can he can bring silverware to the club. You know, he's won Satanta Sports Cup this season, last season the FAI Cup, and that tremendous uh, comeback. And then you know the league the season before. So I think he's very well respected and loved at Sligo, but. I think you know, in terms of their league performance, Sligo have been a bit of a shadow of, of a team that they uh, they have been the season before. You know, they're, they're fifth place now, nine points behind Shamrock Rovers, who are in fourth. You know, well off the pace. So, but um, you know, I, I I do think it was a bit of a rash decision because I can't really see Sligo slipping below fifth. But at the same time, it would be very very hard for them to push into the fourth space, uh, the top top the top four. So I think for you know. I can understand it a little bit because, you know, that FAI, FAI Cup loss, you know, signaled that they're not going to be defending their their, uh, their title. 
and uh, I think that was that was you know the, the straw that broke the camel's back for the for Barraclough there. Certainly, yeah, I know a huge achievement though. He can certainly walk away now with his head held high. There's no doubt about that. Also, as you said about Robbie Horgan, very difficult for him sinking ship to say the least I think it's probably fair to say another talking point during the mid-season break Alan was of course the European draw just to take it through the the fixtures we have Polish Giants Legia Warsaw up against St. Patrick's Athletic in the Champions League second round in the Europa League first qualifying round Derry City will take the trip to Wales they'll be taking on Abbeyswith Town FK Banga will take on Sligo Rovers and AS Junes Esk will take on Dundalk what do you make of the draw, Alan? We've seen what happened last year. It was quite disappointing with for the Irish teams. Is this a little bit more favourable? Yeah, well, most definitely. I do think uh, it's the draw has been a bit more kind to the League of Ireland clubs this year. Um, you look at all those four fixtures and you think, you know, they're very winnable games. They're not going to be easy games. But particularly Derry City with Aberystwyth Town, I think they've been kind of dealt the, uh, the most favourable tie. But... Um, yeah, it'll be the Pats and Warsaw game in particular. Be uh, will be my favourite one to watch. They, they'll have a very tough um, game over there in Poland. You know, it has to, you know what the Pol- Polish fans are like. They'll be walking into a very hostile atmosphere, and I'm sure um, Legia Warsaw will be bringing their their home fans over to the to Richmond Park. And also, you know, the Poles like to come out in force over in Dublin when their uh, their teams come over to play. Um, I think, you know, Dundalk in particular, uh, you know, Janicek, Luxembourg team, don't know too much about them, but they've been around the block in European football, but haven't really done anything, you know, haven't really been making any great strides in the qualifying stages. All eyes will be on Dundalk, I think, Alan, for this one, considering their league form. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Dundalk, in the the form that they've been in, you you would really have to... uh, You'd really want to see them put, put sweeping aside Genesis. Um and also be interesting to see uh, if they do progress in the Europa League, if they can, you know, how they juggle the cup, you know, the FAI Cup and the European football with their with their league form. It'll be interesting to see whether they can keep their uh, their impressive league form up. There was a very interesting article I was reading today, Alan, in the Star. Mark McCadden wrote it. He was talking about the expenses that the different clubs are going to have to pay for going over to these European games and, you know, food for the players and that kind of thing. And a lot of them, they were considering, I think one of the clubs were considering a chartered plane over, but they didn't have the interest that was there. So they're going to just fly commercially and stuff like that. And it turns out a lot of the clubs are going to be spending more money than they could potentially gain from these. people suggest that these games are a waste of time and effort uh, from an Irish perspective but then again you just have to look at what Shamrock Rovers did in the Europa League qualifying for the group stages yeah I mean obviously for the smaller clubs you know the financial uh, the benefits are there to, to be given out to the clubs if they should progress to the Europa League like Shamrock Rovers did in, in the 2012 season you know it, I think the European football certainly I look forward to the games in the summer more than any other ones um, gives the supporters a chance to dream and hopefully you know grab a tie against one of the top clubs I, I mean if you look at Rovers though they, they, I know fair enough they they, they got the, they they you know, got the bagel. They had zero points in that um, in that group stage, but they they certainly put it up to the teams, and and you know they've nothing to be ashamed of. I think that, that they were only beaten by two goals to one. You know, was there was the margin that they were uh, getting beaten by four goals to one? I think was the the largest defeat that they that they were handed out. But they certainly put it up to the clubs, and this was a group that Tottenham Hotspur didn't even make it out of. So. You know, I think uh, they were up against the regular, you know, regular featured teams in Europe. 
But it also brings the increased gate receipts and stuff like that. You know, there's certainly a buzz around the club and indeed the country when it when a team does progress that far in, in the European stages. Um, you know, I think I think every League of Ireland fan, no matter who you support, wants to see. But well, maybe with the exception of Shamrock Rovers, but I, I do think that uh, every League of Ireland fan does want to see you know the best Irish clubs do well in Europe. Is there a particular team out of the Irish clubs this year that you feel Alan could do well and could perhaps go on a little bit of a run? Obviously, Pats are up against it straight away, but maybe the likes of Dundalk or um, Sligo Rovers even they'll be looking to rekindle a bit of fire inside them. I'm sure. I'm sure Sligo will be looking to the, to the Euro- European football to you know pick up a bit more of a buzz and you know have have uh, John Coleman you know kick start their second half of the season. Um, if I'm wearing my uh, my biased hat, I'd be looking at St Pat's. I'd be really uh, really hoping that they do a job um, against Leeds Warsaw. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. We also have the matter of the League of Ireland, the Artricity League, back in action. We've got a, a full card of games on Friday night. Bowes taking on Athlone Town, Cork City taking on Limerick, Drogheda United hosting Shamrock Rovers, St. Patrick's Athletic taking on Bray Wanderers, UCD against Shamrock Rovers and Derry City taking on Dundalk. Alan, a couple of nice standout fixtures there, including the Munster Derby, you know, Cork, Limerick. Uh, we also have Derry City against Dundalk and Drahada Sligo, the new managers looking to get off to a good start. Yeah, I think uh, I think everybody will be having their eye on uh, Drahada and Sligo th- th- this weekend. It's certainly you know it's it's almost like a cup final in the sense that um, both managers will be hoping to to kickstart the second half of their season and indeed their their uh, managerial reigns with with the win. So um, I think uh, everybody will have their eye on that game. And then if you look at uh, the Munster Derby of Cork and Limerick, I think it's it's also another one to watch. You know, Cork are only three points behind uh, uh, Dundalk at the top of the table. So, you know, Caulfield sides have been a, a revelation this season. You know, it's been frequently talked about. It's been frequently talked about. But the question is still there. You know, are, are they over overperforming? But it'll be interesting to see how they do um, this this second half of the season. I think with Cork and Limerick, you know, it was 2-1 the last time uh, they met with to Cork. I think with Limerick, you know, nobody has an easy game. They've really kind of stuck their hands up and, and proved a lot of points this year. I really, Yeah, I love the way uh, Stuart Taylor sets them up. You know, they play very good football, well organised at the back. Uh, Samuel Oji in particular I think is fantastic in the air and a great leader at the back and with Rory Gaffney uh, I think you know they've got a very capable striker there who's capable of leading the line well and also uh, you know nicking a goal or two yeah, chugging along nicely in sixth place in the league. And just to let our listeners know, the matches are kicking off on Friday at 7.45. And if you're around for any of the first division matches, you can catch Galway taking on Longford Town, Finn Harps hosting Waterford United, Shelburne taking on Wexford Utes, and on Saturday, Cove Ramblers taking on Shamrock Rovers. Alan Condon, thanks a million for joining us. Thanks, Dave. And that's where we have to leave it on this week's League of Ireland Gome Out show. It's great to be back. Lots of football this weekend. Check it out if you can get down to it and check out the show on Twitter. It's hashtag LOA. From myself, Dave O'Grady, have a very good sporting week. <laughs>